welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Truly, truly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow. But they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. It's so good to see so many uh, as we return, uh, like those sheep scattered, now coming back together at the call of the voice of the Good Shepherd uh, on this Good Shepherd Sunday. Well, today's gospel lesson, while still during the season of Easter, you may have noticed, does not focus upon the resurrection. And you may find that odd. Indeed, I did when I first read it. I went, why, why not an appearance story? Why not one of the appearance accounts of Jesus after the resurrection? Why have we returned to a theme that could just be placed, I think, anywhere throughout the church year? The story of the Good Shepherd in John's gospel. This morning's appointed text finds Jesus speaking, of, I think, as we begin our exploration of this little piece of text uh, on two levels. Okay? Jesus speaking on two levels. On the obvious level, about a good shepherd and about himself. This small text that we have, though, is bracketed by two miracle accounts in the fourth gospel. Uh, Preceding, Jesus giving sight to a blind man, a man, we are told, 
blind from birth and the exchange between Jesus and the one who received the miracle and his family and his friends and the religious authorities back and forth and round and round about the nature of the miracle granted a man blind from birth but who came to see. And then following the good shepherd, the raising of Lazarus from the dead, Raising of Lazarus. If you read John's Gospel, that was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. After that, many believed. And also after that, it was decided Jesus would die. This context that I lay before you is important. And as I say, can be missed for want of a gospel lesson that'll fit nicely on the back of a Sunday morning bulletin. It can only be so long. The bracketing miracles, healing of the blind man, raising of Lazarus, both resulted in many coming to believe in Jesus and in Jesus being rejected by others, including the powerful religious authorities, demonstrating a kind of spiritual blindness as opposed to the physical blindness of the man who received the miracle. There were the spiritually blind, if you will. And so as we approach today's appointed lesson from John's 10th chapter, I think it's generally helpful to bear some things in mind. And not just this text, but when reading scripture. Realize that when reading the Bible, those familiar numbers dividing scripture into chapters and verses, they're not part of the biblical text. In fact, they were not part of the biblical texts until about 1550, I think 1551. But think in your minds just after the Reformation, huh? and uh, scripture was becoming more available because of the printing press and translations of scripture, where chapters and verses were assigned and then widely adopted, universally accepted now, to give both readers and scholars an ability to quickly cite or locate a particular passage of Scripture. It's also worth mentioning that the New Testament itself, originally written in a a common uh, form of Greek rather than the high scholarly Greek, the New Testament itself was carefully handwritten, but as those scribes wrote what was read to them, wrote what they heard. They wrote in all capital letters, were no lowercase letters used, and the text of the New Testament had no punctuation amongst those letters or in those letters. The New Testament text had no punctuation in sentences. Even perhaps more oddly, the New Testament had no space between words no paragraphs to separate thoughts, and whether a word was a question or a statement determined by its ending. New Testament manuscripts were largely and literally pages of running capital letters, leaving it to the reader to know where sentences, much less thoughts, ended or began. In the addition of titles, within the text, such as the prodigal son, or the lost sheep, or an even more recent edition. Those created by publishers to make 
their Bibles, the ones they were selling, more attractive to potential buyers. And so this morning, though, with that in mind, we're going to leave out the whole subject of translation of Scripture for another time. And I share this because in reading John's Gospel at this point, particularly in John's Gospel, John seems to me to be very visual. Okay, very visual. And by that, I mean that in other parts of the fourth Gospel, um, the opening verses, for example, John writes very philosophically, theologically, poetically, he, he writes very abstractly about the word and about light and darkness, things that are both seen and unseen. Whereas here, at this point, John employs very powerful visual imagery. Visual imagery. On one hand, describing a man born blind, who literally received sight and from that experience went on to believe in Jesus. And on the other side of today's lesson, John continues with a still shroud-wrapped Lazarus walking from his tomb. The mind's eye can almost see the miracles. Powerful visual images revealing faith or spiritual blindness. From blindness to seeing the blind man, to seeing but not understanding scoffers and Pharisees of today's lesson, finally to seeing on a whole new level witnesses to the miracle of Lazarus leading to faith, John's gospel is addressing Jesus' effective use of things which could be seen to teach about himself in a kingdom which could not be seen. This Easter season, this Easter season, for we are still in the season of Easter, this seen and unseen feature of John's gospel, I think, reaches its highest point when after the resurrection, Jesus asked a doubtful or skeptical Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? He went on, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. I think we are talking here about two kinds of seeing and the possibility of seeing on a whole new level, the level of faith. Jesus said, truly, truly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own by name and leads them out. When he has brought out his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow. They will flee from him, where they do not know the voice of strangers. How visual, how visual is that imagery, huh? On the first level, this part of Jesus' message is therefore relatively easy to see. 
If that is so for us, imagine how much more easily for those who lived every day surrounded by sheep, surrounded by shepherds, with gates and pastures and in and out. They could see, but it appears that they saw only on the first level, only on one level. For John went on to say that they did not understand what they saw in their mind's eye, the meaning of Jesus' activities, the meaning of Jesus' coming, yet escaped them. John wrote, Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So, John continued, Jesus again said to them, truly, Truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I am. Ego eimi in Greek. In explaining himself to them, in explaining himself to those who would listen, Jesus said, I am. In today's lesson, Jesus said, I am the door for the sheep, metaphorically, and the spiritual door for your salvation, quite literally. I am the door of the sheep. Then Jesus went on to say, I am the door for anyone who would follow me. This was Jesus' invitation to those who heard him to rise to what I call a second level of seeing. A second level of seeing. The level of believing. Now, I link those together and I do so because ask yourselves in your own experience, haven't you used the expression, don't you see? When what you really meant was, don't you understand? Huh? In John's gospel, Jesus uses this phrase, I am, seven times. Seven times. The phrase is loaded with meaning because those are the words God used in answering Moses' question at the burning bush. Moses asked this mysterious and overwhelming presence that he found himself in, Who are you, Lord? God replied, I am who I am. Tell the people, I am sent you. Such an unusual name. Yet when Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, John wrote, and I quote, when the mob came to arrest him, Jesus asked whom they sought. They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus replied, John writes, I am he. 
In writing his gospel, John remembered many years later something strange, seemingly inexplicable that happened when Jesus spoke those words. John wrote, and again I quote, when Jesus said, I am he, the guard drew back and fell to the ground. Why? Because the Jewish authorities and the guards knew those words, I am Today's lesson represents the third and fourth time Jesus metaphorically used the formula, I am, before the people. Jesus had already said, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world. He would soon go on to say, I am the good shepherd, the way, the truth, and the life. And finally, I am the vine and you are the branches. Jesus used such words to bring about this second level of seeing. Not the initial level of Thomas, the first level, but of seeing revealed faith. Jesus sought in those who heard him the second level of seeing, which I suggest and commend to you is believing. The good news is that Christians do not need to see on the first level in order to believe. Rather, Christians believe and so come to see. Thus, Jesus could say, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. In this second order of seeing, Christians come to believe and believing they are promised life in the Good Shepherd's name. That seems justifiably odd to me, uh, in a way. Uh, for it runs contrary to the world in which we find ourselves uh, living, where today it has to be based on facts and science, we are told in these contemporary days, that we have to see it to believe it. We have to trust that above all else. And while I commend to you the virtues of science and the virtue of facts, I also commend to you a second way, a second level of seeing that is transformative, that is freeing, that is indeed uh, the calling that brings life. And so it is on this Good Shepherd Sunday, I commend to you not just the visual uh, aspects of the Good Shepherd story, but the spiritual opportunity to see and believe that he is the Christ and believing that you might that we might have life in his name amen we hope you've enjoyed this production of the first lutheran church we welcome you to visit us in person at 512 KL Avenue you can also find us on facebook at first lutheran church miles city montana and email us at flc@midrivers.com at